Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So today I've got a, a, a beautiful woman who is going to speak to us on multiple levels. I really think that about healing. And she has written a book called Echosomatics, Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing. And so I want to welcome Cheryl Pallant. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, um, Cheryl, I got to tell you, I, I I read the first, the introduction. I underlined, I circled. I was like, because I got to say, you in the introduction said everything I've been thinking and feeling. And it was like a kapow, finally. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for being straight up about it. Um, I, I just want to read a couple things before we really get into the conversation. So uh, the introduction is called, everybody is called the shift in consciousness, which is being required of all of us right now, whether we're awake or not, a shift in consciousness. So um, you say, Cheryl, coming out and accepting all of who we are promotes developing the latent abilities that position us in a place of strength. I want to talk about latent abilities, right? You've got that throughout the book. Um, but it places us in a position of strength. We confide in ourselves, then a few select others, eventually widening the, that circle. The root of the word confide, fide, refers to trust. Confiding in ourselves leads to a relationship of trust, knowing, and confidence. This acceptance frees up energy previously devoted to hiding secrets and making excuses when shamed parts slip out. Acceptance allows productive interests to come forward. We are at liberty to draw from all of our abilities. I got chills. I got chills. I mean, so that was like my bigger kapow because... Um, in that one statement, you're talking about inner interconnection and the confidence, confiding, trust, learning how to trust yourself first, and then sharing that with others. And um, so, oh, I just it's on my on my rampage here of emotion. <laughs> so let's talk about. Uh, well, I got so many questions, I got to tell you. Let's talk about, because um, you talk about we're at choice, which is, I really believe that's true. We're at choice for our own personal healing and then how we are in the world, which also helps others to heal. So let's talk about that, that energy, that healing energy. It's a subtle energy that when people are tuned in, they can feel it. And those of us that are really tuned in can access it and use it uh, in service to others. So let's talk about that healing. Yeah. So as, as you're speaking, I, I'm thinking of the word yes. 
I mean, do you say yes to yourself or do you say no? Right. Right. And, and yes is, um, gee, I'm hungry. Gee, you know, I don't feel like working right now. I think I kind of want to go outside. Um, gee, I'd like to say this, but I don't, should I say it? Right. So it's yes, like yes and explore, less and grow. And it doesn't mean um, without reflection. Right. So often, I mean, we've got a habit of putting ourselves down and, and to the point that, I mean, it's a kind of a quiet epidemic. And so what we end up doing is we disown parts of who we are. We... Um, disembody. And we really limit who we are. We limit our joy. We limit our skills. We limit our abilities. So, you know, throughout the book, I'm I'm sharing about certain experiences that I've had that are outside the norm of what, mm-hmm. you know, the average Westerner is believed to be able to experience. Mm-hmm seeing energy, moving energy, feeling spirits in the room, you know, and, and, you know, when I was raised the way I was raised, I was at, I was told, no, those things don't happen. And yet they were happening to me. And, and I was young and there was no one I could talk to about it, or I'd say it to somebody and they would just kind of go, oh, right. Yep. Yep. I've had that experience myself. So you learn to kind of just say, oh, never mind, I'll keep it quiet. And, and ex, you know, and especially if you're a creative person, because creative people see all sorts of things, or in a way they don't see or perceive. So, you know, this is a book and in which I am encouraging people to come out as who they are. And that includes like, you're feeling sadness, feel sadness. You're feeling fear, feel fear. Um, you feel like throwing your hair up in a new do, go for it. You know, so find out what your edge is. Find out what your edge is, and well, that's what and that's what you use. You use that phrase where that that all of us are on a growing edge, right? And you use the word transformation and. Like, I am so about that, that I feel like what is going on right now, the pandemic certainly um, with climate is basically, it's the earth saying, people, when are you going <laughs> right? Like you're, right. you're, yeah, you're a little off balance and you, you've got to, I'm giving you some warnings. I'm giving you bigger warnings. Okay. I'm going to give you even bigger warnings which is what happens with our body and what also happens with the earth body that we're seriously off balance. And this is our, this is our big opportunity to expand our abilities into the fullness of who we are. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely agree with you. And you say um, the body is in a continuous dialogue with the environment which is how you coined the the phrase echosomatics, right? I didn't coin it. It's not my word. Okay. It's the first yeah. time I've ever heard it. And I and I work with a somatic healer. Uh, yeah, it's not a familiar word. Yeah. No, it's not. But yeah. So it, this is, so let me just read this. Um, echosomatics 
is the field in which it combines somatics with ecology, recognizes the personal body is inextricable from the planetary body. Now, to me, that says oneness. We're just all, everything's one, you know, we're one. We're one with the rocks. We're one with the air. We're one with each other. We're one with the animal. We're one with everything. Right. So, uh, so what you're saying about it, we have to find our growing edge in order to move through and past and, and, uh, create a, create a new world. Basically it's a new world and, you know, things are changing and they're changing fast. And we can say, oh, um, you know, we've got to like do something to keep things as they've been. I'm like, no, how they've been has been actually not so healthy. Right. You know? Um, so we need to be reevaluating and look at what is more healthy for us human beings, but even animals and plants, insects, like the whole body of the earth. I mean, something as basic as, you know, I think of, we're trained to think in, in terms of individuality and it's all about me and me getting ahead. But guess what? If the air from, oh, even a thousand miles away from here, if there's something polluting the air there, guess what? It makes its way to me. I breathe it in and next thing you know, it, I'm coughing or um, I develop some kind of illness. And basically that interconnection, I mean, we can see that energetically. So I'm, you know, I'm a energy healer and I see how energetically we are all connected. So everybody probably knows that, you know, you walk into a room or somebody new walks into a room, you know, no information about who they are and you get like, a good feeling or bad feeling. So you're picking up on their energy. And yet, you know, we're, we're, we're told to discount that because like, well, why have you talked to them? Do you know anything about them? I think you're leading to some assumptions. Well, maybe you are leading to assumptions. Good to evaluate and, and find out if that's true. But it also suggests that we're not paying attention to the greater animal abilities of the body which I think includes intuition, um, mm -hmm. imagination, and everything that's involved in that. So we are more capable than we've been told. Oh, absolutely. A and we're being called now. We're to, being called. Like that, that the, the, the thing I read at the beginning of your book, where it, we're being called to explore our latent or suppressed abilities. Right. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So let's talk about, because um, you talk about, about expanding your perceptions. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how we do that uh, in terms of somatics. Well, let's talk about somatics first, because I think there's people that don't really know what it is. I didn't until I started working with a healer. So. Right. So somatics uh, kind of simply is the very personal experience of your own body. So most of us are taught anatomy and like, here's the picture of the brain, here's the picture of the heart, right? 
And, and then we assume all brains, all hearts, all bodies are the same. But when we get into somatics, it's more of like, well, what are you experiencing? So a really um, simple um, example is when the thermometer says it's 70 degrees and I'm sweating and you're not. Right. Right. And like, so the fact that I'm sweating, there must be, is, am I wrong? I say, well, it's really hot. I'm really hot. Well, the thermometer says it's 70. So you, there, something's wrong with you. Oh, then you just, and then we tend to discount our experience because we believe objective information all the time. Right. Which is outside information, everybody. Right. Instead of listening to ourselves, our inside information. Yeah. So the fact that I'm sweating and I'm like, oh, okay, so I am sweating and I uh, give, give validity to that experience. And then, you know, the next step is like, okay, if it's 70 on the thermop, why am I sweating? What's mm -hmm. going on with me? And, you know, and then that's a whole um, process of exploration. You know, maybe I'm nervous. Um, maybe I'm getting sick. Maybe I'm getting this really great idea and it's coming to, you know, uh, you know, to a froth, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so, so it's worth investigating those experiences. So somatics, and there's so many different modalities that fit into somatics and, and give you that really connected, personalized experience of your own body is a really valuable uh, pursuit. And um, it, it really behooves everybody, everybody listening, everybody watching this to do a little bit of exploring. Yeah. You actually have um, some things that you say, try this. And there was one I even uh, dog-eared because I thought, I'm going to do that, um, where you ask us to make a list of what gives us energy and then make a list of where we feel drained and then come up with alternatives of how we deal with that. And boy, I could have had this. I wish I had I'd read that piece a few days ago because I was doing so many uh, have tos, you know, have tos and shoulds. Right. And I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm so tired. And I wasn't really tired. I just didn't want to do them, you know? Right. right. And, and maybe those have tos, you have to. Right. But doesn't mean you have to do it now, right? Because like, well, you know, you should um, do the food shopping now. You know, who knows what it is? And you're like, yeah, maybe you push to. and you push yourself, which yep. we will do. And and then we end up because we're unhappy. We argue with someone at the store, you know, and then we feel like crap. And we're we're basically. Uh, downgrading our life energy. Well, yeah, maybe the vitality, right? So maybe instead, of like, well, I don't feel like going food shopping right now. So what instead? Because maybe you're not even in the habit of like letting yourself. Well, I'd really like to go to the coffee shop across town and just have a latte. Just sit there and look out the window. Oh, and you and you do. So when you do, and then suddenly it's like that energy comes in, you're giving yourself 
what it's what your body, what your soul is craving. And then you you know, you do the food shopping and it's no problem and you get it done. It's no big deal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so and that happens on bigger levels, like, whoa, you know, I've got to do this job. I gotta stick with this career because it's gonna do this and that for me. And um well, it looks like, or the way I said it, the energy's so maybe there's something else that would give you joy. Right. Would allow you to grow and be who you are. And you may not even know who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. If you go through your whole life and not knowing, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Please uh, find out. Right. So that, and that's part of, um, investigating these feelings that we have in our body, taking time to really uh, feel the sensations of the body. This is what I've had to learn in the last few years, because I was I would had spent a majority of my life suppressing uh, negative emotions. Well, and by negative emotions, I mean like suppressing anger or grief or shame or, you know, and so then I was just like this happy person, right? But but I was like half a person because I wasn't experiencing. And so what was happening is all those suppressed emotions started downloading into my body, creating symptoms and eventually disease uh, because I wasn't addressing, I wasn't being present with myself. Right. Yes. I mean, that's the exact process that happens. I mean- so healthy means you're just kind of here comes the experience and you kind of go with it. You don't hold it. And we do tend to hold the unpleasantness. However, we we define unpleasantness, whether it's like, oh, I bought this dress and now um, I don't like it anymore. Uh, you know, oh, bad me, bad me. Yeah. Or, um, oh, I had this traumatic thing happen to me, um, like super, um, oh, you know, terrible, worse getting, well, ultimately, probably years later, a lot of therapy about. Mm-hmm. But we really need to, at some point, connect with it. Otherwise, it starts backing up, lodging, blocking the energy flow of your own body. Yes. And so to get your body flowing and, you know, I mean, I do movement, but you don't even have to be doing movement just to be allowing your emotions, recognizing them, recognizing the thoughts you're having and not just saying, um, censoring them, which we tend to do. And, you know, misery loves company. Well, guess what? No, you know, so let it go. Um, and there's often underlying circumstances. A lot of times it's the culture imposing on us. And sometimes we've got to go um, against the culture or against um, a family member, a loved one, or, um, you know, work situation to at least know what's your truth. What is your truth? Yes, for you. And 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 my truth may not be the same as your truth, but at right. least I know what my truth is. Right. 
Well, I ran up against this, Cheryl, during pandemic because I intuitively knew. You know where I'm going. I intuitively knew that getting vaccinated was going to be detrimental to me and my health. Uh, and my parents were are were older. They my dad's still around. I'm type one diabetic, thirty years. You know, I, I you know everybody had the markers. Oh, you gotta you know. So therefore, you should name them. And I can't even tell you how many phone calls, arguments, hangups I went through with my father, especially because he couldn't understand why I wasn't being logical and he thought I was being stubborn. But every time I checked in with my body, it was a big, no, don't do it. And now I didn't go around telling any, anybody else not to do it. My, in fact, my husband got vaccinated, you know, my son who had never been vaccinated he has a restaurant. He decided that it would be a good idea. And as soon as he got that first vaccine, he had a, a panic attack, mm -hmm. you know. So um, now there's people that it worked for. I'm not saying. What I am saying is I was checking in with me every step of the way. Is it time for me to do this? No. In fact, I traveled to France. Mm -hmm. and I And right before traveling to France, I was like, okay, should I, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And it was, the more I argued with the, myself, the more exhausted I got. Mm. So that was a signal to me that I had already made the correct choice for me. Right. And now I followed all the other protocols, like wearing a mask and, you know, sanitizing your hands with that crap. You get what I'm thinking. Anyway, but it was because for me, I had to be truthful and honest with me. Okay. And right. that to me is, is what we all need to do right. and, and not against people. I was not against people. Right. There's some people that will say, well, I feel this way and therefore you can't, you know what I mean? It's there right. wasn't about an against. It was, this is what's right for me. And you do you, you do what's right for you. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, y you had the insight to know that there's something in the vaccine that probably wouldn't go well with your body because your body was giving you those signals. Constantly. Um, but I would imagine that there's a lot of people that don't get the signals or they, well, no, the signals are there, but they're being ignored. Right. A lot of people listen to the uh, uh, surrounding authority. It's the authority. And it's also a lot of times noise. Yes. It's, it's noise. It's and, very and loud. It's hard, so it's hard to recognize like where, you know, where's their beauty or where is their silence? You know, because we often have difficulty being in silence too. And, you know, silence let you really hear yourself. Um, noise kind of, you know, that's imbalance. It, ca it, it causes an imbalance if you're constantly right. in the noise. Yeah. In fact, you have what, that's another, uh, try this exercise you have in the book, which is take a pause and, and pause. put away, put away all your gadgets and blah, blah, and go stand in a room and try and be present with 
the silence within you just for a couple minutes. And it's it is hard for people. I teach, I meditate daily and I teach meditation and it's hard for people to just be quiet for two minutes. I, I teach meditation as well. So yeah. So it's frightening. Mm-hmm. They find it frightening or there's so much going on here, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and they can't quiet. I'm like, you don't need to quiet it. You know, just notice that it's going on and stop being so engaged with what's going on outside. Right. So, um, and just, you know, yes, let, some people are at very busy jobs at their computers and like, great. So you can just take like a minute break, close your eyes, or you can just kind of look across the office, or you can just kind of lower your lids breath break. Just when I did that, I could just feel some muscles in my shoulders go. Yeah, relax. And I'm generally, you know, I'm not tense, but it gave me a little bit more calm. And the calmer that your body is, the more in flow you are with your body, with other bodies, and with the whole environment. So... So Cheryl, can we, in the book, you also address um, expanding perceptions. Yeah. So, and I think that's also what we're being called to do is expand our perception beyond our little. Right. Per I, you, I say it like right. that. I do that too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's all I can see. So how do you suggest we expand our perceptions? Yeah. So... There's one exercise that I do with people in which I just talk about, you know, your five senses. Okay, what do you hear right now? What do you see? You know, I go through each of the senses, wherever they are. Okay, um, maybe do it right in the room where you are. Like, let's just do five minutes. Check in with each one. Go outside. Sit somewhere. Don't engage. Don't look at your phone now. Just do it for like five minutes. What then? What do you hear? What do you see? What do you smell? It's like the world suddenly shows it shows up. I mean, that's what it right. seems. So right. when I have people do that, they're like, I didn't realize there were so many birds here. Yeah. And they're hearing yeah. birds for the first time. Or oh, the way the leaf goes like this, it was just, I was mesmerizing, like, great. So all these little details, they're not so little, but you're so focused on whatever it is you're focused on. Oh, you know, I've got to finish this email and I have to do this report. And and then I have to do, we have a long list, all of us, where, you know, we, we multitask, like, okay, just take five minutes out and do something like this and it settles the nervous system. So you're like, so we feel better. Shoulders go down, muscles soften a little bit and we start noticing and then we start even appreciating like, hey, did you look at that? Come on here. Look at that tree. Watch how the leaves are going. And you're, you're engaging in a moment of beauty and even shared beauty if you bring in, you know, somebody and how lovely is that? Oh, it's it's fabulous when when we do that. When we take when we take time to do that. Yeah. Right. 
And so what starts happening is each of our perceptions, each of our senses start getting even more refined. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in my previous book, um, Writing in the Body in Motion, I, I talk about, yeah, commonly we think there's five senses. Well, I, I talk about this one guy, I think he mentioned that there's 32. Wow, 32 ways of perceiving. Some of them were quite um, nuanced. So, you know, so even something like proprioception, which probably like, oh, I never heard of that. What is that? So proprioception is a type of perception, in many ways, kind of what we're talking about somatically, but where you turn your awareness internally find out, so what's going on within your body? And so it's not like introspection where you're kind of thinking, to, to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're, look, you're looking for some of the, um, call it very nuanced events within your body. So, oh, right now I just felt, just felt like a bit of a waiver, like I, I got, a momentary vertigo, even though maybe you just saw me like this being still, mm -hmm. but inside I went, yeah, you know. yeah. So, so something like that, or you know, because maybe one of your senses is one of your strong senses, and Americans are very strong with their visual sense. Mm -hmm. Externally, yeah, I can look around and see, you know, the books on my shelf, what's on my walls but what about inner vision what about with your inner eye what does that see oh haven't worked on that vision okay close your eyes and so the more that we develop well, the senses furthering them the more that we find ourselves at home with this yes i'm okay here with this body the more okay I am here, the more I feel okay with you, who may be family or may be stranger, the more curiosity I feel, even if you're going against something I've said. Like, really? So tell me why you think that, as opposed to, right? Yeah. And then the more at home we feel in our immediate environment and onward and outward and you know so many of us are lonely so many of us are depressed anxious cut off like go for a walk you know just go just kind of smile at somebody yeah I watch a squirrel there's enough of them so right just like hang out with a squirrel for a little while oh so one of the other things that i enjoy about your book it is the stories, the shared stories that you have. And, and some of them are very interesting of, um, because you're a healer, um, as am I, it, and I'm led intuitively. So there, but you had stories in the book of actually working with a, one client who, uh, felt like he was, had something around his neck and you began to help him Pull, and you did actually pull that off of his neck. And, and so 
for people that don't understand that, how how are you guided to do that? Yeah. So for me, a lot of it is intuition. Um, because if I if I were to just be logical, like there's a, there's nothing around your neck. It looks fine. You right. Know? <laughs> and if you've been to the doctor, there's been tests and the doctor said there was nothing. They usually come to someone like me and, and perhaps you and like, well, I can still feel it and everybody tells me I'm making it up. So um so we have you know those those experiences that are left over from before that we haven't fully processed haven't fully felt there was probably some um difficulty about the experience so we disembody or even disassociate but it hangs around so the body remembers yeah the body records every instant of our life from the time you know maybe that we're even in the womb has a record of that do we have that consciously no there's a lot you know there's too much to focus on i'm driving you know or whatever right right well and often people that have trauma like this particular client was it was a traumatic event that caused him to dis dis not remember right so Um, People, we often have all that. Right. So bring a little bit more awareness to it. And depending on where you are in your trauma development, dealing therapy, you know, make it safe. I mean, this is the neck is a vulnerable place for anyone, let alone if there's trauma connected to the neck. Mm -hmm. So slowly bringing safe awareness to the neck. And for me, it was like, um, I just start, Sometimes I get images like, hmm, is there some, was there some man who was wearing a, a, um, a blazer and he kept on, you know, like I get like little stories that I see that they're either, the way I understand it, they're either in the person's body or in the field around their body. Mm-hmm. I just kind of pick up on it. And oftentimes I will see it. Sometimes I'll just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling around your neck. Like, yeah, there's a, I call it gunk. That's my job. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of gunk here. Let me just kind of, and you just see me doing motion like this. And like, oh, I'm feeling better. Yeah. And like, and sometimes, you know, and we don't always need to know that my client or me need to know like, well, this is about what happened to you when you were 12 and grandma did blah, blah, blah. We don't need to even know the story. I mean, it it would be nice sometimes, but it's not necessary because you'll get in your head spinning and right, and then you keep it there, and you'll keep it there. Yeah. So it's like, well, let me just remove this gunk. Oh, look, it, it's ready to go. Great. Okay. Oh, just breathe. Just keep breathing with me. And okay. Oh, it's in my hand. Actually, I think sometimes I've done this. I want I'm going to give it to you and I want you to throw it out the door. There's nothing there, you know. Right, right, right. But you know, they take it, they walk out the door, boom. Tears show up sometimes. And then like that feels so different. Feel yeah, so- and you feel better. They feel better. Yeah, they feel, feel better. better. Yeah. So I feel things that most people don't feel. I see things that a lot of people don't 
see. But and it's not just because I'm special, I've got this great ability. No, it's because I gave myself permission um, to start exploring these other abilities. We all have this ability. Yes. You know, in the same way that, um, you know, you're a flute player, you pick up the flute and I'm like, whoa, she's good. You know, and I pick up the flute and like, you know, right? <laughs> oh, and, I, and after one attempt, I say, well, I'm bad at it. No, you're just not experienced and you need right. to have some practice. Practice, yep. And that's the way it is with all these other abilities. So open yourself to them. Open, just say, just say yes. See what shows up. And it's for the sake of your health, the opening of your heart, right? Yeah. Right. The opening of your mind. Uh, and then, you know, it ends up being you connect with others. And it, it's for the sake of the health of every being on the planet. You know, every being on the planet. I want everybody to hear what Cheryl just said. Because um, when we heal ourselves individually, that vital health, that experience radiates out to everyone and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing if you're walking around in fear. Your fear is contagious and radiates to everybody. But if you are, if you are focusing on your health, your well-being, your happiness, and you are feeling those things, then that radiates out to everybody because right. we're all connected. We're all connected. And it doesn't mean like, oh, if you're having some negativity, get rid of it immediately because yeah. that's suppressing it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you're feeling negative. Okay, fine. Um, what's going on? So what's going on? Let's explore it a bit. So, um, and process it and let it have its life and let it have its flow. So the great power of acceptance of what's going on with you in that moment. Well, you, and you talk about that in the book of, of being, of re, if you're resisting what is, then you, you're holding it in place and it begins to amplify or grow. And, right. and the what is can be transitory. Right. Every moment is transitory. We don't, realize that but yeah um yeah but every moment leads to the next moment leads to the next moment leads everything is changing constantly constantly, constantly. because yeah. it, and that's what we're watching it is it, more people that are waking up they're going wow everything's changing and well because it always has been yeah changing and, and one of the things i also talk about because you know what prompted this book is my own concern about climate change and oh my gosh are are we all going to die yeah right and i say well we're all being asked to wake up we're being um asked to really reflect in a way that we have not been reflecting and maybe to get out of some of our habits because habits have a tendency to close close our mind and close our heart and really feel this moment. Mm -hmm. 
really uh, and allow, I mean, growth, allow that life energy to continue its flow with all its circumnavigation, because it's rare that it's a straight line. <laughs> right, right. It totally is. Right. Um, is Before we close out, Cheryl, is there is there any one thing you want to say to everybody? Oh, oh there's so many things I would want to say. Um, love yourself mm. a little bit more today. In this oh. moment. Again, I got chills. I got chills. So yeah. Find something that you think is unlovable about yourself and give yourself some love, some self-compassion. And and be a better friend to yourself. Right. And and if you don't know how to do this, reach out and find someone who can help you to do that help you get there. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's in person or online, I mean, the beauty of the pandemic is that we discovered Zoom actually is pretty amazing. We get to connect with people who don't live in the same city. So, so you know, I do workshops online, so I have people all over the world. And that was, that came out of the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So many... It, it, there's really a lot of good things that came out of it in terms of connecting. Connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Like family members starting to talk to each other that typically didn't. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody, the book is Echosomatics, Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing. Cheryl, I want to say thank you for joining me today and just having the conversation and and thank you so much for the work that you do. And um, you guys, this is a it, this book is worth a read. It totally is worth a read. There's she's got lots of really good um, practices at the back to to do, but there's also other information we didn't even talk about today that you've you've managed to put in here. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Just, like I said at the beginning, just the introduction was you know, I underlined, underlined, underlined and everything. So thank you, Cheryl, for, for everything that you do. I appreciate and, it. You know, Susan, I really appreciate our conversation and the work that you're doing as well. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can... See all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at So that's it for today. See you next time.